Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to the Pirates Podcast, to be named later here on the DK Pittsburgh Sports Podcasting Network. My name is Alex Stumpf, his name is Eddie Provenant, and this is take two, because the first one, my, my laptop is doing this. Have you ever seen the meme, Eddie, of the guy just shrugging his shoulders and says, guess I'll die? Yes. That's my laptop anymore. 85%. It's wonderful. So, yeah, you've got to get a new one. So, so it's... So we're doing this again. Hey, man. Well, take two. Take two. Gives us an opportunity to be better. Yeah. We em- we embrace we embrace the, uh, uh, what I don't know, something Tomlin would say. We, em- we embrace something. We embrace the challenge. We embrace Im- the challenge and diversity. Un- uh, uh, we embrace discomfort. There's, there it is. There it is. We there embrace is. discomfort. Oh, I live in discomfort. That's why I'm also... <laughs> <laughs> The screen here because the one that's open doesn't have working lights or I can't get the lights to work or whatever it is. This is I am on the struggle bus, but we So they really so they really have just turned off the lights at PNC Park. Yeah. Yeah. There's a metaphor in there somewhere, Alex. Um <laughs> Yes. We'll go with that. Uh, Pirates baseball. We- should we turn the lights off on Rowanzi Contreras this year? That is called a – There it is. There That's why this go. man's a professional. Yeah. See, yes. We'll go with that. Um, ben Charrington was made available to local media this week. A couple names that popped up, Rowanzi Contreras and Nick Gonzalez. I asked about Rowanzi Contreras just to say, hey – are we going to see him in the fall or, or not? Like, and keep in mind, whenever it comes to pitching, best laid plans of mice and men often go astray because it just takes one guy getting a bump or a bruise at this point in the season, it becomes a season-ending injury, even if it's mm-hmm. not actually serious. So right. keep in mind, this is all the grain of salt right there. I asked Ben, is he – are they – Content with him just continuing to focus on himself, trying to get better in AAA, or is it, you know, is a major league call up? I'm going to rattle off the whole quote here a little bit. I okay. think we definitely want him to continue to focus on the things that he can control, and he has been doing that. We still feel it's going in a positive direction. He's been competitive and performing reasonably well. We see a couple, we see a more complete pitcher now than we did early in the year season. In terms of the ability to use all the pitches. Now it's just a matter of his performance and opportunity coming together at the same time. 
any other pitcher in AAA that's going to drive it. So, and then he talked a little bit about uh, what Quinn Priester did, and just wrapping up a quote here, uh, we felt like Quinn had done the things to earn that call it back up to the majors. That last part, you know, implied. So we'll keep an eye mm-hmm. on the rest of the season and see if that opportunity opens up for anyone else, including Ramonzi. So uh, the way I'm interpreting this is it's not really in the cards unless something happens. I mean, that's just my two, my interpretation of it. Conversations I've had independently about Ramonzi Contreras Velocity isn't there. No one really expected three weeks in Bradenton. He'd be back to throwing 97 again. But the pitches are – it's a very similar pitch profile besides the velocity. Right. So like the movement, the spin, the the tilt axis, the type of things that you want to – it's just, okay, where's the velo? That's going to have to come this offseason. So Mm -hmm. I can see why they don't want to call him up. If that's the path they do choose because of the velo, I'm still thinking there are some very encouraging signs in that if they do call him up, it is okay in my mind. Like I would like to see the guy, even if it's just like how we ended 2021, three innings. Boom. Yeah. And I think like either way, Alex, like if they bring him up, I think it's good. I think it's going to be good for his confidence. I think it's good for his psyche to to make it back to the big leagues in the same season after what he went through. I also think that there's no reason to rush him. I don't think there's any reason to push this. I don't think there's any reason to put him in any kind of situation that might make him waver in his confidence uh, there's nothing, uh, you know, we could talk about how mathematically the pirates aren't out of it. Um, and, and that's technically true, but there's really nothing to gain from bringing Rowenzi Rowan back up this season. As far as the team goes, you're really only looking at what's going to benefit him as an individual and as a player. So I think if the people close to him see fit to bring him up, I'm all for it. Uh, I think it's cool. And I think if they decide now, you know what, let's just keep them down in, in the minors. Let's let them, you know, work on things. Let's let them, you know, try to build that confidence and then have a whole off season to work on everything to get back for next season. Uh, I think that that's a, a solid game plan as well. I, I really don't think there's a wrong way to look at this for, for him right now. No, I, was, I think that's a good way to put it. There is no clear wrong. Like what, what the hell are you doing here? I mean, this mm-hmm. year, this has been a tough year. Like, there's yeah. no way to put it. It's it definitely hit the brakes, you know, from what had been pretty a pretty solid ascent, you know, the last two years with the Pirates. And not to just go through the typical, you know, Charrington talking points, development isn't always linear. Like, this, I have reason to believe, again, based off of those conversations I've had, some of it, you know, that I can share a lot, I can't. It's, it's, I have reason to believe that he can bounce back in 2024. The Pirates believe that he can bounce back in 2024. Mm-hmm. To the future that we saw, you know, in the first half of 2022. Like, that is the type of guy who, rawness factor in it, but just pure stuff, how approach, that's the type of guy this guy can be. Like, there was obviously some things yeah. you have to mature with. There were some things that you have to grow with, just like every other pitcher in there. But, like, I don't think anyone would complain. If 2022 Ramonzi Contreras walked through that door in 2024, 
Not at all. Uh, and I think it would be a welcomed addition to that pitching staff. Mm-hmm. And it's something that so, I, I talked about last week, uh, whatever I had a pretty legendary brain cramp, but I didn't talk about, you know, how Ravonzi Contreras, <laughs> you know, factored into this uh, rotation for next year, the front half of the season, this rotation is pretty wide open. I don't see a lot of guys with like Keller and then second would probably be Oviedo. Like there's only one guy I think you could really write their name in pen for next year. It'd be Keller. And then Oviedo would be like erasable pen. Like, like mm-hmm. really, really close to a spot. Contreras has to show something. He has to show a lot this winter. He's got to show, you know, growth that the velo can come back. The movement, the pitch profile, having that back is really important. <laughs> I can't stress that enough. That should be like the silver lining of, okay, there's a foundation with all of this. Mm-hmm. That's great. Uh Another name you mentioned off uh, – I yeah. can't remember if you mentioned it on screen, but you mentioned it off screen for sure. Uh, Nick Gonzalez. Where are we yes. at with Nick Gonzalez? I, I'm a little more optimistic here with Nick Gonzalez. Okay. Again, I'm going to read off a quote. Uh, similar to Quinn, he went down with some clear targets, and he's worked hard on those, and we've seen some progress that he's going after what we outlined for him. Skip it a little bit for towards the end of the quote. Uh, the indie season will come to a close here a little bit sooner than the major league season, so that will come into it. Proud of the work he's done. It being, you know, a decision of whether or not to call him up to the major leagues. Pirates have a couple middle infielders right now that they want to give looks to. I mean, we're talking Pagero, we're talking uh, Alika Williams, who, I mean, that decision goes beyond just, you know, taking a look. It's like, do you roster this guy for next year? I would assume. Uh, Jared Chiolo's mm-hmm. in that mix, so... I, I can see the keeping Nick Gonzalez down, but like whenever the minor league season ends, I think it's one of those things you got to take a look like, yeah, let's see what happens because he's hit triple a pitching really well. He's got to hit major league spin. That's the big thing for him. Like he did not do that, that first hit in the major leagues. And candidly, he's kind of in a spot right now that he needs to face major league spin. And if he can't hit it, yeah, he either has to learn to, or that's just going to be the book on him. In which case, you still have an answer. Yeah, I I, I want to see what he has. Uh, there's so much potential there, and there's so much, I think, room for growth. And I think he can be such a good part of this uh, this baseball team, a productive part of this baseball team. Like you said, man, got to hit major league pitching, and those spin rates. Boy, do they jump when you see major league pitchers. And and that's, you know, you either can or you can't. That, that, that's really what it comes down to with Nick Gonzalez. So I, I want to see him have another chance. I think I'd love to see him play this season, uh, even if it's just for a few more games. Um, selfishly, I know that I'll be covering the, uh, the Marlins the last two games of the season. I'd love to see him, you know, I'd love to get a chance to, to you know, see him live and in person. So, yeah, I mean, I, I guess it all comes down to, how, again, the same thing we talked about with Ranzi. How comfortable is the is the organization with him coming back? Yeah, we're, we're going to see. Again, I, I think it's important for a lot of these young players to not end with that bad taste on the mouth. That's something I talked with, you know, uh, Priester about. 
know, before this last start, like, hey, how important was it for you to come up? And even though the final results weren't there, like, he looked in so much better spirits. He had his fastball again. It was like, okay, that's something you can build off for for 2024. That and those means- first three – in the first three innings he pitched against the Nationals the other uh, Wednesday night, he, he looked – I don't want to say he, dominant, but he was dealing. He was dealing. He, he, he was, was throwing we, some. We've seen that a couple times, and we've also seen a couple times where yeah. whatever the ball gets rolling, it just can't stop. It avalanches so fast, and that's something that yeah. you got to learn. you got to learn, and I'm, I'm not going to throw the guy under yeah. the bus for learning at the major Come, league. That comes with season. experience, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. just what it is. So we'll figure it out. And one more quick thought here before we wrap up this first segment. O'Neill Cruz is coming back as a shortstop. That has been made adamantly clear here. Pagaro has as he should. Pagaro has played a really solid middle infield, and he's shown patience and growth at the plate. And just Pagaro, legitimately, might have taken the biggest step. I think of the major Pirates prospects this year, like the guys who were considered top ten coming the year. I think he took the biggest step because. 2022 is not what he wanted from it, and he he, he improved. He did what he had to do. He's such a like. He's such a likable guy too, man. Mm-hmm. Like he, he's just he has oh, yeah. a yeah. He he seems like he is. You know, we talked earlier in the season about losing a guy like Carlos Santana, um, and what that does to a to a uh, you know a locker room and a clubhouse. Um, having a guy like Piguero is one of the, in my opinion, what I've seen of him around this team, he is one of those glue guys. Yeah, definitely. I kind of interested with Nick Gonzalez, what happens with him in this. I mean, first base mm-hmm. is pretty obviously not full. Uh, Henry Davis is already trying to learn right field. Maybe that parts haven't approached first base with him, but I'm, I'm just saying it as a possibility of if right field doesn't work out. Does Davis go to first base? Does Nick Gonzalez go to right field? Is There's a diff, couple different ways that I look at this that mm-hmm. Gonzalez has to show something real fast because I know he and Piguero are really close friends, and it's but this is a meritocracy. you got to earn your playing keep. And Piguero <laughs> definitely has, and O'Neill Cruz is one of the most electrifying players when healthy. If Cruz can show that he can play shortstop and Piguero continues to show what he's done this year, Boy, Gonzalez's path gets a lot harder. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no doubt. Want to take gonna, a quick break and then we'll talk about some more baseball? Yeah, we're going to fight, I think, in this second segment. I'm all about fighting. Let's bring it. to the Pirates podcast All right. to be named later. Eddie, Eddie, I've, I've gone through co-hosts here. I've had this fight a couple okay. times already. So for people who have listened to this All show right. a couple years, they're going to know, they're going to know my takeaway with a lot of this stuff. So for some, this might be the same song and dance. I'm not on board with retiring number 21 yet. 
And I, I, I have softened a bit on this because my main criticism has always been that I don't think Major League Baseball has they, – they fumbled a couple times with 42. And they okay. chased a buck a couple times. And I, I've cited this example a lot. A couple years ago, Major League Baseball sent out a tweet sponsored by Budweiser saying this beer's for Jackie. And it's like, well, Jackie Robinson didn't drink, but he was accused of public drunkenness by, you know, an army officer. So it's like, this is a really bad taste, you know, tweet. And you're you're selling out Jackie's legacy, a part of it, for a buck. I really hate that. And I, I don't want anything to sponge from Roberto Clemente or 21. And again, Pirates have done a lot of questionable things. From a, from a marketing standpoint, how they run their business. They have done nothing wrong with 21, in my opinion. Everything has been done with the utmost respect and that it deserves. And I would agree with that so far, yeah. Yeah. And I would like to see Major League Baseball treat 42 the way Pirates treat 21 before they get 21. It's, it's just as simple as that. I don't ever want to see Major League Baseball tweeting out that they won, you know, he, we're selling off a little bit of Clemente's legacy here be, so we could, you know, appease FedEx or, or something like that. Just something ridiculous, you know, for a, a sponsor. So Major League Baseball has gotten better with the Jackie Robinson days of late. They're on, they're trending in the right direction, but I – First of all, I don't think 21 being retired is going to have any sort of reasonable discussion Mm -hmm. of being retired until Rachel Robinson passes. But even whatever it does, I'm still kind of pumping the brakes on this. So I I understand where you're coming from, and I, I don't necessarily disagree with you from the standpoint of they need to do a better job, um, with number 42 and how they handle the, you know, the legacy side of it. But I think what Roberto meant for the game, what he meant to the organization, what he meant to, you know, everything that he is. Yeah. Um, even, I mean, the way that he passed away going on a humanitarian trip to, to Everything about this guy is it transcends baseball to me. And that is when I believe a number should be retired across the sport. Okay. I'm a hockey guy, you know, so I'll bring it back to hockey. The only number in hockey that's retired across the board is Wayne Gretzky's. And it's not so much that Wayne Gretzky was this immaculate figure off the ice and he wasn't a bad guy or anything, but he wasn't the Roberto Clemente type off the ice. Um, But he, what he did and the numbers that he put up transcended the game of hockey. Um, And so that number deserves to be honored in a special way. Um, I think that Roberto Clemente transcends baseball. Uh, He, he is a cultural icon. He's not a baseball icon anymore. And because of that, I believe that he should be uh, revered and respected and treated as such. And I don't think that it's right for anyone to wear number 21 because of what Roberto Clemente meant to 
society and culture as a whole, not just the game of baseball. And while I understand where you're coming from, I just, I, to me, he means too much. Yeah. I, maybe, I, maybe I'm a, maybe I'm just a, uh, I, you know, a biased I, I, I live in, I am admitting I am coming from a place of fear with this. Of, hey, of, hey, don't live in your fears. Yeah, well, I am living in fear and just having a pretty <laughs> low opinion of Major League Baseball and and and, and doing which is fair. Thing. And that that bothers me. Like something as simple what the Pirates did Friday, where they had I believe the number was forty five thereabouts uh, people, front office people, players, coaches, people who work for the team. You know, in, in various roles, mm-hmm. they they spent the morning and afternoon doing charitable acts. Yeah, and it's it it was, yeah, they did it for Roberto. Like that's that's I think the type of thing that I I would much rather see something like that instituted across Major League Baseball of every team having some sort of grassroots organization or effort to help the community. I think that would go a lot more than just retiring the number or have it be, have it be tied into that, I guess. Mm-hmm. I, I, yeah, I don't know. I, I do. I'm more in favor of like everyone wear 21 for a day or, or something. I, I don't know. I, I get gun shy whenever it comes to is whenever major league baseball gets it both hands on a situation it's like there's there's just i'm, I'm a little I, i've been hurt in the past yeah uh, a buddy of mine sent me a photo today that he took from the stadium um he was sitting out in right field and uh it was you know where they had the 21 in the grass and it was aaron judge standing in between the two and the one and you could see the clemeni wall like in the foreground of the photo and just the way he framed it and the way that like, you know, you, you have one of today's greats wearing number 21 standing right in between the two and the one with the Clemente wall, the 21 foot Clemente wall. That picture was just, I mean, it, it was a really, I'll, you know, I'll ask him if, if I can borrow it from him or and tweet it out or something, if anybody wants to take a look. And um, it just, to me, getting to see an organization like the Yankees who are, one of the most storied organizations in sports uh, being a part of honoring Roberto Clemente like that today in Pittsburgh was uh, I, I thought it was pretty special. I, I there, you know, I'm a moment guy and that was a, today was a pretty cool moment in how they, how they did that up. Yeah. It was uh, Ryan's been commenting here. I, I, Want to just address this real fast here before we wrap up this segment. Uh, Ryan says, if MLB screws it up, what he has done will remain. And that is very much true. But I look forward to, I, I, I'm looking forward to this. And I don't want to dilute the story in any way because that's mm-hmm. what's going to impact future generations. So yeah. I think that's just both sides I, of the coin here. And, 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 and I, Ryan's I get right, where Ryan's you're coming right. from. I'm not, I'm not, you know, he's. 100% right also. I I think I don't know. I grew up in Pittsburgh. If you grew up in Pittsburgh and a baseball fan or a sports fan, you got to be taught the story and the story is going to be much more about him the humanitarian as it is him the player and I'm sure retiring 21 has the best intentions and if for something like that I just get gun shy of if we 
it's a story that can't ever be at risk of being diluted. I get it, man. I, I do genuinely understand where your concerns are because I, I've felt the same way about MLB with a lot of other things. So not saying they're not warranted. I just think that, um, you know, the, the good outweighs the bad in that situation. We're going to take a break here in a little bit. Uh, whenever we come back, I'm asking Eddie about his hat. Oh, boy. back for the third segment eddie what's up with the hat it's it, for those of you who are assuming <laughs> this is a podcast it's eddie's cafe and that's in wisconsin uh montana montana oh that's an mt uh glacier glacier park yeah glacier park montana uh my brother and his uh his in-laws and his wife went to montana for a week week and a half did the whole hiking and seeing nature and you know they sent pictures back of mountain goats and rams and said that they had to end the hike short because of a bear. Uh, uh, there was a bear sighting on one of the trails they were hiking or something, you know, just stuff that I'll, I'll never do because I'm not an outdoorsy type. I'm, I'm the biggest city boy that there is. Um, I guess somewhere in Montana, there is a, uh, an Eddie's cafe and he thought it was hilarious and bought me the hat. So I figured Eddie's Cafe. I'm Eddie. I'll rock it during this during the uh, during the podcast today. Well, something different than my normal black snapback that I'm always wearing backwards. Figured I'd change it up today. There you go. Well, I know. So there, there's the story. There's the story behind the hat. I'm not wearing a hat. So you can't shout out, no. shout out, my brother John. And you want to so, sit yeah. for the second, give the other shout out for, for your little cousin here. Oh, yeah, yeah. So uh, for those of you who don't know, I, I uh, help out with all of the film over at West Mifflin High School. Uh, my cousin Rodney has been the coach there for five years. Um, his son, Rico, his youngest son, is a senior offensive lineman, just, uh, just committed to Bowling Green State University. And uh, we'll be playing offensive line for them. Uh, they want him to be in the picture next year for, for playing time. So as a freshman, uh, he's six, five, three ten. So I can't call him my little cousin anymore. I think he's six, four, six, five, something like that. Um, he said six, four, but I'm six, four and he's bigger than me now. So I, I'm not buying six, four. Uh, he's a big kid. We'll put it that way. He's a big kid. He's benching 400. Um, and my man is, uh, you know, he's got 10 scholarship offers and he finally committed to a school. So I uh, just want to shout out Rico and uh, yeah. And the rest of the West Mifflin team on a 48 to eight win tonight, finally got in a win column. So yeah, that's, uh, that was the other shout out that we did in the first attempt at this show. There we go. And you know, if you just keep the laptop plugged in the entire time, you don't have to do it a third time. So thank you so much <laughs> for the patience oh, who watched this live, and thank you for everyone who consumed it as a podcast. After uh, we we will talk again next week. Yes, sir. Maybe the Pirates will be closer to a playoff spot. I can't let that be the final word, Eddie. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs>